Welcome in to The Realist Show on radio, your daily dose of reality radio. This is the free-range human show of choice, The Clay Edwards Show. I am, of course, Clay Edwards. I am live, live in the Mack hike of Flowood, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, studio out here in Florida, Mississippi. Good morning to everybody, except Thomas. Not not good morning to Thomas. I heard him call into Stephen's show this morning and somehow blamed racisms on a on a low end minimum wage employees not wanting to fight and scrap their way up to above minimum wage. Somehow or another, their laziness and their inability to climb the ladder of success is because of. Racisms. No, because of lazy, unmotivated, undriven. Had they had their lips on the, uh, I can't say it. It's been sucking on that government nipple for too long. Can I say that? I just did. When the boss is away, Clay will play. If you guys want to chime in this morning, phone line 601 879 Zero two, the Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. It's a free-for-all Friday here on the Clay Edwards Show. Whatever y'all want to talk about, I'll talk about. And not exactly because I had it planned to do that, but your boy left his show prep notebook at work yesterday. So my loss, y'all's gain. I do know that my topics were this. It, I, it was 10 things... It was 10 things men can do to turn their lives around today. And I remember four or five or six of them. So what that's going to be my question of the day then. The question of the day is this. And I'm, I want to involve women too. Let's just say people. 10 things you can do today to turn your life around. Or maybe let's twist the question a little bit. My folks out there who have been through hell and got through the other side. If you could give somebody, if you could give somebody on the that hadn't made their walk through the through the hot coals yet, if you could give them one bit of advice to get through there faster, what would it be? Kind of flip that question on its head a little bit. What's the what would be one bit of advice you would give somebody getting ready to walk through hell, just to try to get to the other side? What's one thing they can do to make their lives better today? And I'm going to lead it off here. And, and, and I say all of this, assuming we all know praying is one of them. Get a relationship with God. Get a relationship with God. And if you want to call in and say that one, you are welcome to. But I, I assume if you're listening to this show, except Thomas, you know that you got to have a relationship with God. Mine would be to quit making excuses. Quit blaming other people. Look at the mirror, be accountable to yourself, and quit making excuses. I guess that's really it. Don't blame other people. Whatever situation you've gotten yourself in in life, you got yourself in that situation. Nobody else did. Nobody else did. Hey, I'm going to tell y'all, let me plug my buddy's show real quick here, man. Steven Yatroska. I I thought he had his best show to date this morning. I thought he had his best show to date. I thought he handled Thomas well. 
The other callers that called in were great. Steven's really getting his groove here for my early risers. If you're up uh, in the 6 o'clock hour, go ahead and cut it on WYAB earlier. It's not Hugh Hewitt anymore. It's local, right here in the studio from Brandon, Mississippi, Mr. Steven Yatroska with the Liberty Wake Up Call. He's, uh, he's holding the folks down at the Capitol accountable for everything they're doing. He's breaking down videos and clips and letting you see just how unorganized it is down there and just how chaotic and how little they actually know anything about what they're passing down there. I've, I have learned more in the last 75, 76 shows of Stevens than I knew prior. I'm learning a little bit more every day. So I highly recommend that. If you missed the show live, there is the podcast available. Just go search Liberty Wake Up Call. And while you're there doing that, search Clay Edwards Show. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the subscribe button. I got one more. Hit the subscribe button to the Kim Wade Show. Would none of us be here? The mother, I don't even know if the mothership would exist if it wasn't for the Kim Wade Show being the engine that pushes thing on down the road. And I, I, I believe Jameson Haygood is podcasting his now. I'll have to confirm that. But I think Jameson is, uh, is getting his information out there. Maybe he's on his Rumble channel or something like that. I know he's been talking about a few things. So I'll confirm with Jameson. But it's glad to see everybody, all of our local guys. Um, Mike Madison doing two shows a week. He's got his up on the podcast, too, if you missed that. It's Mike Madison show. A little bit of... Eh, eh, we're all on the same team, but we all got a few little different things that we believe in. So I think everybody's show is unique in and of itself, and it's worth your listen. Uh, definitely worth the listen. All right. So Thomas text in. Says, never come to Mississippi. And if you're in Mississippi currently, leave because it's obviously 40 years plus behind the rest of the country. I think, it's, I think we're just right, man. I, I like being a little slower back here i like not jumping on every trend you know back in 08 when when wall street fell we were so poor that we couldn't tell some of y'all will get that if you know you know thomas don't know let's see here let's check out the guns again text line unknown texture says uh Dems want low-income folks to stay dependent, food stamps, housing, etc. They want to keep them on that Democrat plantation is what they want. You know, Thomas called in yesterday. And uh, Thomas, I should clip it out. I should clip it out. Thomas called in here yesterday making fun of me having a GED. And then in the next breath said that $400 a week was $1,200 a month. It's $1,600 a month, Thomas. Even my GED having but knew that it was $1,600 a month. and I, Which clearly tells me that my GED is more respectable than your Jackson Public Schools diploma. I said what I said. I said what I said. Hey, well, I'm excited today. I'm excited today. I got my Stonington Farm beef order coming in today. And I got a big old order for several folks. I'm picking up four or five peoples. That means I get to see four or five of my friends I ain't seen in a while. They're going to come by and get their meat. I'm getting some good fresh meat. And, uh, man, I hate for all y'all that missed it, I hate it. I hate it. But uh, they'll be back. They said Jackson's now one of their biggest markets. 
thanks thanks to the WYAB listeners out there. So that's good stuff. All right. Just like Beetlejuice, I knew if I said his name three times, he'd call in. We have Thomas oh. on the line. Beetlejuice. Oh, I know you, I know you want to eat that one up with, with my mouth being a little off, but I was factoring in how the, when you take the deduction out of my pay, that's what it would be, 1200 Okay, that's why I was saying 1200 because I had worked a $10 hour job, and after deduction, all I was left with $1,200. Uh, well, well, for the, for, for the, for, to clarify that, you know, people don't really, um, um, you know, people don't really have time to do that math like you didn't. Okay? You didn't clarify that yesterday. It took you all night to come up with that excuse. No, 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 no. Just being real with you. Just being real to clarify things. That's why I was a little off. They don't even hold taxes well, out of Democrats' checks. Y'all are like 2%. Oh, they hold taxes. Plus, you know, I have the other obligations coming out of my check as well. You feel <laughs> me? So <laughs> when, I, when, when I'm done, I ain't got number $1,200. Other obligations. They need, increase, they need to increase minimum wage in Mississippi. So these companies be forced to these pay 10 bucks. Obliga- you spelled garnishments wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you want to call it, garnishments, whatever you want to call it. But $10 is what they can pay. They're using the government as a crutch to call shots because the government cahoots with business owners. I get that. I understand that. It's cool. But these business owners, like the other guy calling to Steven's show, and I, I called the end of him, but he pretty much was bagging me up. People need money out here. You cannot starve the people out. But when you have a racist legislator, we don't they know that these jobs chilling are worked by black people. We don't care if they ever get uh, ten dollars an hour. Now, now, what makes you think just black people work entry level jobs? Because, like, let me just say, like, because generally they do now, in and Jackson Steven, because of the demographics. Yes, yes. Stephen Cross also said something about well, you got to go up the corporate level. Well, they got roadblocks there too. That's what I was trying to tell him. Earlier, they have roadblocks trying to go up the corporate level. Oh, you're black. Oh, you're not going to get a promotion. You're black. You're not going to get a raise. You don't care how long you stay at a job in Mississippi and even in the United States. It's called systemic racism. They don't want to see black people have more money than white folks in, in, in this world, in San, the United States of America. San Francisco, San Francisco is fixing to give. Money. He got to have the most money. If a white man, if I make $10, he got to make 15 if I make fifteen, he gonna raise hell. San so Francisco is supposed to give black people five million dollars each. They're not gonna do that to raise hell and get put out of business. How white folks will put other white folks out of business, and we all know that. And don't play dumb on this radio show like y'all know what I'm talking about. This is business one on one. Stephen Jukowski and Clay Ell. Y'all know how the game go. The game is to be sold, not told. Everywhere. You've been working all your life. You know how it go. The games be sold, not told. Correct. You know how it go. You, you know you kept a job over black. As a matter of fact, I went on an interview and passed a test, and the white man that interviewed me and another white boy, he had that white boy over me because he was white in Rankin County. That was about 10 years ago. Are you sure that's why? Yes. We had to take a mathematics test. I may pass it with a hundred or yeah. ninety-seven, and well, so did the white guy. Well, we know why you we know why you failed. No, I didn't fail the test. He didn't hire me. It was me and a white guy, a white boy. He was he was in around my age, but he had that white boy over me. And you're, you're sure it's because he was white? Yes, one hundred and fifty percent. 
As a matter of fact, one job, they had a white boy and me at the same time, but the white boy was in the interview with a cigarette behind his ear. You should have put that you were gay on the application. Oh, why would I do that? Because I'm not gay. I'm a whole man. It would it would have got you would have got the job for sure. No, 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 no. Listen to what I'm saying. They had a, a white. I came to the interview with a suit on. He came with some boots and a cigarette behind his ear. I'll never forget that. What was, was the position for? And they hired both of us. But I was like, well, shit, shoot. I should have came with a cigarette, two cigarettes behind both my ears. What, what was the, how they go to interviews. What was the job wow, doing? Wow, and get a job. What was the job doing? What was the job doing? It was working, a, a job, working job. No, I mean, but where? I mean, you ain't got to say where, but what, what, what type of employment was it? What would you have been doing at that job? Working. But where? It don't matter. Just know a white boy got hired with a cigarette and a ball cap on. When I said free-for-all Friday, I didn't mean calling here and making up lies, Thomas. Thank you. If you can't even tell us what it was doing. Now, see, that's the other side of that. He said a guy showed up in a suit, and he shows up in his work boots, which leads me to believe that if this is real, that this this may have been a job digging ditches, which ain't nothing wrong with that. By the way, this may have been a manual labor job. They see a guy show up in some steel toe work boots with a cigarette behind his ear. They're like, this is a man that knows how to work. Why is this guy wearing a suit to a job to dig ditches? This is the Clay Edwards Show. I'll probably be digging ditches by the end of this one. We'll be right back live in the Matt Kike Fluid Studios on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. I'm live here in the Matt Kike Fluid Studios. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Gracie South Jiu-Jitsu and Kickboxing. Hey, look, go over there. First off, you're going to get a free a free week trial to check out what they do. Then, when you get through with that week trial, you're going to be like, oh, by the way, I heard it on the Clay Edwards Show. And you're going to get 20% off of your lessons and whatnot moving forward. And you may be thinking to yourself, Clay, what all do they offer there at Gracie Jiu-Jitsu South and Kickboxing. Well, I'm glad you asked. They have four different things. One, they have adult jiu-jitsu taught under Hoist Gracie Black Belt and lifetime friend of mine, Mr. Chance Shepard. Two, they offer fitness kickboxing, which beats the heck out of running on a treadmill or outside for a good non-monotonous workout. You learn to fight a little bit, get more flexible, and build up your cardio through kickboxing. Three, they got something for the kids, too. They got kids jiu-jitsu. You may be saying, well, man, Clayton, aren't they a little young to be rolling around on a mat? And the answer to that is no. It's going to help them with their confidence, their mental focus, and bully prevention. So if they run into young little Thomases, they can whoop them. And four, women, they got you covered too. They have women's only self-defense classes taught by a female instructor. So no men, no intimidation environment. They got the perks of a 6,000-square-foot facility with 2,400-square-foot training mats, showers, private changing areas, locker rentals, gi, and laundry services with two locations to serve you in Madison and Pearl. So check them out online. Well, out in Madison, they're on Ridgecrest Drive. In Pearl, they're right there at Fairmont Plaza. Uh, You can check them out online at GracieSouth.com. Again, first week is free. After that, heard it on the Clay Edwards Show for a 20% discount. And, uh, you know, we do appreciate it when you guys let them know that you heard it here on the 103.9 WYEB on the Clay Edwards Show. So check them out, Gracie, South Jiu-Jitsu, and Kickboxing. All right, man. I am, uh, 
I am joined here in the Mac Hike of Flowood Studios again this week by my buddy, co- co-host, or not co-host, but host of the show that precedes this one, uh, Mr. Stephen Yatroska of Liberty Wake Up Call. Stephen. Yeah, I'll be your co-host. We'll just start We'll just start doing this every day. Now, look, I was back there minding my own business, trying to podcast my show. You know, after the show's over, I podcast it, trying to podcast it, minding my own business, and Thomas comes on. I'll start throwing me under the bus. Beetle, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, <laughs> Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, here he is. He's calling in. Uh, uh, so I just thought I'd come on. I'd come on and talk about it. You know, Thomas wants to, wants to. you know, he did call into my show. Gave me some good content this morning. Uh, but, you know, it all started because, you know, of course, yesterday he was talking about minimum wage, wanted to raise the minimum wage. And I texted you and said, uh, you know, show me how you don't know anything about basic economics without, you know, telling me you don't know anything about basic economics. Mm-hmm. Support the minimum wage. And so he called in, but I, I want to mention something for all the callers. You know, Clay certainly gets more callers than I do. I'll just mention it because I, you know, hey, look, I'm kind of new to the show. I did my 70th episode today, and kind of new to the to the station though. I've been I, I've, I've been a fill in for a long time for several years now, but had my you know my first show, my own show. Uh, I just want to say for anybody that's out there listening, wants to call in. There's there's one rule, a very important rule, a federal law actually. When you call into the radio and you talk over the air, you can't drop curse words. You know, and there's some some that are allowable, but for the most part, just try to, you know, try to hold your tongue and not say curse words cuz you know, that that is a federal offense uh on broadcasted airwaves. So I heard Clay yes uh, or earlier in the last segment Thomas was on. Thomas started dropping some cuss words and so uh, Clay had to dump it. Which you know to us in the radio industry that means you you got to hit the you know the we we have a, about a five second delay in broadcast from what we say and what goes out over the air from what you hear and so if you ever hear uh you know a blank air for a few seconds that's probably because somebody dumped it you know had to dump the audio because somebody cussed so look Thomas you, you gonna get Clay Clay's done it once before I know banned you from calling in. That's that's a f- surefire way to do it is if you start dropping curse words, he's going to dump you for that day, cut you off, and then, you know, you're going to be banned from calling in altogether. So but, keep that in mind. Yeah, I mean, and they ain't just banned from my show. It's banned across the board. Yeah, that's right, so. across the board. And look, Thomas, we like having you call in. We we <laughs> we like having you call in. It dry, you know, we, we like hearing from the other side, you know, people that disagree with us. That's fine. That's what this is all about. We want to have good conversation, but you got to keep it civil. Indeed. All right. So let's talk about minimum wage. Okay. I mean, I think this is a, uh, I've always understood this. I used to argue with my male lady over in, when I worked in West Jackson. She was uh, Miss Valerie. She always said, uh, we got to raise minimum wage to 15. And this is before I even started doing this. And I tried to explain to her. Yeah. With my GD and all, that's not how life in the big city works. Everything is like high tide lifts all ships. Yep. Inflation works the same way. Yep. That you raise that, you raise the floor. Everything's coming up with it. And oh no 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 no! I promise that ain't how it's going to work. But she's she's finding out now, uh, post COVID, that that is indeed how it works. Yep, yep, that's exactly how it works. You know, and yeah. you had that caller call in too and said, and he he made a great point. Even though it may not be set in stone that minimum wage has been raised to $15 an hour, the market the market has dictated that that's what these places are having to pay to get people to work. That's right. You know, there are I mean there may be some 7-8 dollar an hour jobs out there somewhere, I'm sure, but generally speaking, 
everything out there right now is fifteen, twelve to fifteen dollars an hour or more. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's, I mean, <clears throat> so the government not only through minimum wage, they have other ways to artificially inflate the market, and that's what they've done. They printed out a bunch of money, so it made our money, you know, worth less. We have less buying power because of inflation. They printed out twenty percent of, you know, the the money that's floating around now is printed out within the last two years. One fifth of every dollar in your pocket was printed within the last uh, couple years since COVID, since the Federal Reserve started printing money. Well, that that caused this this inflation. It wasn't minimum wage. They didn't raise the minimum wage, so that's not what we're seeing from inflation now. It's because they printed all this money out. But because they did that, and because they increased under the you know some some of these you know emergency provisions, they increased uh, the amount of you know take home you can get from some of these welfare programs. And so, and they've increased the the allowable uh, uh, minimum amounts you can make your your wealth, your intake. They've increased that for you to be able to get on these programs. So people who are working get on these programs. And so, because of COVID, because of all that, they have significantly inflated our dollar. And that's why they're having to pay more money for people who are in the same job because we've had twenty percent inflation over the last two years. So if you want to keep people working. You know, for them to be able to survive, you know, you have to increase your prices by the same twenty percent. Then you have to increase your pay by twenty percent. Well, that's on the top end. That's because of money value, you know, decreasing. So they had to do that. But it, uh, raising the minimum wage would do the exact same thing, just from the bottom end. Have you? Has your haircut appointment price? Has your haircuts gotten more expensive over the last couple of years? Yeah. Oh yeah. Look, and I've got a good friend of mine that's a barber, and because of COVID. It was like the first time in 15 years he had raised the price. Yeah. And he went from like $15 to $20. Yep. And, oh, people were irate about it you know, because, hey, I've been paying $15 for the last 15 years. I'm like, well, yeah, that's kind of the point. Yeah, Like we've had – this is just because of a, a rapid inflation that I had to go up $5. But we've had inflation every year. I mean, every year we have inflation of about 2 to 3%. Yeah, my barber yeah. did the I – used, uh, used to give him a 20. It was 15 bucks. I'd give him a 20 to him to just keep the change. Yeah. Now, now when uh, – when I give him a twenty, that's just how much he's getting. <laughs> the the tip has been excluded <laughs> from uh from the price there. I, I'm kidding a little bit, but he, like his prices went up from fifteen to twenty also. Yeah, and it's and people are like, well, you know, you're just cutting hair. You're not supplying a product per se. Well, yeah, but when everything in that man's life gets more expensive, yeah. utilities, the rent, the whole nine yards. The products that he does have to pay. I mean, even a barber has stuff like the germicide stuff. They, they keep yeah, the soaps, blue stuff. The blue stuff, yeah, yeah. Demicide, dermicide, whatever it's called. Anyway, um, everything gets more expensive across the board. Yeah, you know, it's going to come up. His car, gas to get to and from work. That's all an expense, right? Well, that's and I kind of touched this in my show earlier, but that's why if you raise the minimum wage, of course, you know, barbers aren't getting paid minimum wage. So, you know, some people may say, well, that's not going to affect barbers, but it does affect them because if the burger flippers are making minimum wage, and I know that we just always go to burger flippers and, and I don't know, they may make minimum wage. They it's may a, make more it's than a that. Catch but, all. Yeah. But like the burger flippers, if you increase their, their price for their labor from $7 to $10, well, then the burgers have to increase in the price. So everybody that eats a burger is having to pay more for that burger now. Well, if they want to keep up with that, they're going to have to raise their prices. So now the barber that eats a burger, if he wants to continue to afford those burgers, he's got to raise his rates. So that's how inflation works. It starts at the bottom and it moves up. Whereas, you know, the inflation we have now is because they started at the top with the money supply and it moved down. So, so this is trickle-up economics? 
That's it. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, trickle trickle up economics. That's it. You start at the bottom, you raise the minimum wage, and it trickles up. Yep. Hmm. Uh, yep. We got a couple texts here on the guns and gear text line. Let me. Uh, uh, John asks, how many countries other than ours have welfare? Well, I think there's quite a few. I mean, a lot of the developed countries, I would say probably all of what's considered first world developed countries have some form of welfare, uh, some more more so than ours, but they also have higher taxes than ours. I mean, there's some countries out there that have, you know, well over an effective, you know, well over 50% tax rate. Yeah. I mean, some of the, you know, some of the, uh, the, the Nordic countries like Norway, Sweden, those countries, they are, I mean, and they, they tout this as being, you know, the kind of a democratic socialist country. Those are very white countries, and, uh, too, right? They're very white countries, Thomas, yeah. Thomas, you like them white women, and uh, they have welfare in Norway. One-way ticket. <laughs> we can start a GoFundMe. <laughs> All right. Uh, but, yeah, those countries, I mean, they have an effective tax rate. Some of those have an effective tax rate of, like, 60 to 70%. So ineffective means not just like one, ta- not just your income tax, but all the taxes combined of what you pay. And I mean, we have a pretty high effective, you know, a tax rate too. When you consider, you know, if you own a home, you're paying land, you know, property taxes, you're paying sales tax, you're paying car tax, you're paying, you know, school taxes, you pay income tax, you're paying all these things, not only state but also federal. Um, so yeah, there's lots of there's lots of countries other than the u.s that have those welfare type programs and some of them more extensive than ours uh, i actually got a text somebody text into the, the liberty wake-up call text line and said thomas is from the other side the other side of pluto <laughs> so uh <laughs> let's see i got i got another one too on, on the guns of your text line it says i really and this unknown texture here hey texture give me a give me a name too so i can lock you in it says i, I really feel thankful and sad for old thomas thankful because his distorted thinking of racism permeates Many people, and he shows how not to be. Sad because I can't imagine waking up every single day and basing every decision and every excuse only on color. Keep it up, Thomas. Yeah. So, hey, I, I want to say something about um, back to the barbers. One thing that I have been you know on about barbers, and it's completely unrelated, but it does increase the cost of why you know why it costs so much sometimes to get your hair cut. You know, certainly some barbers charge more than others. Uh, your old school barbers, you know, are still pretty, you know, to me affordable. You know, fifteen or twenty bucks. I say it's, I you use know, you, I use an old school barber. Yeah, Jonathan, Jonathan if you can get a haircut for that, that's pretty good. Um, but newer barbers that are coming out, they can't match those prices a lot of times because they require like fifteen hundred hours, fifteen hundred hours worth of school instruction to become a licensed barber. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I, I can understand a little bit. If you're, you know, if you're like dying hair, you got to use chemicals and stuff like that. So I kind of, you know, understand you, you, you probably need some instruction, you know, some instruction to, to know how not to, you know, it's acids or whatever they use the chemicals, not to burn people, not to, you know, disfigure people or whatever. I understand that. But look, if you're just cutting hair, if you want to go set up, say you get out of the army, say in the army, you got had a buzzed hair. Say, Hey, I, I like buzzed hairs. It's pretty easy to buzz hairs. I could probably make a living out of doing that. I want to shut up, set up a barbershop. All I'm going to do is buzz heads. All I'm going to do, not going to do any cutting, not going to other than buzzing, not going to do any kind of, you know, sharp objects, sharp, you know, not chemicals, not going to do any of that. All I'm going to do is buzz heads. And you know what? It's pretty easy. I can probably do about 20 buzz heads in an hour. So if I make, Hey, five bucks a buzz head, that's hundred bucks an hour. That's pretty good living. Mm-hmm. You make a hundred bucks an hour. Sounds great, doesn't it? Except for that guy's got to go get fifteen hundred hours worth of instructions. 
It's yep. like a year and a half or two years worth of school to learn how to buzz heads. Well, you know the old saying: you're not paying me. For, you're not paying me for my time. You're paying me for my experience. Yeah, but they are keeping people out of the workforce. Of the workforce. Well, same thing with nursing school. Who just wants to buzz? He just wants to buzz heads. Yeah. Fifteen hundred hours worth of instruction. Look, you could do. You know, you've been in the uh, kind of the restaurant industry before. You know, when you when you go to get into a restaurant industry, they teach you the the safe serve or whatever, mm-hmm. how to clean surfaces, how to do stuff, temperatures, all yeah, that temperatures, stuff. all that. Staffing I mean, that's like a one day, a little eight hour uh you know program that you have to go through learn that get your certificate and then they let you go mm-hmm. i think cutting hair ought to be the same way you just want to buzz heads look they teach you how to how to pour the blue stuff into the little jar they teach you how to dip your equipment into the blue stuff so that it's sanitized and then you go to clipping hairs well, that's why in jackson there's so many what i call outlaw barbers yeah they they, they, they come they, they set up in their house they cut great hair but they had the time the patience or the wherewithal to go sit through school, and I'm not yeah. mad at them. I no, get it. I'm not either. Yeah. No, I said this the other day on my show that the black market is the free market mm-hmm. because when there's when there's a black market, when people are outside the you know the force of the government, they can do good things and they can make good money at doing it. Let's take a break real quick. I'm, I'm going to keep this conversation rolling on the other side here in the Mac Hike of Flowood Studios. Joined this morning again by my friend and yours, host of the Liberty Wake Up Call, Stephen Yatroska. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show live here in the Mack Hike Flowood Studios. Hey, look, man, if you're in the market for a new Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, or premium low-mileage used vehicle, get over there, see my buddy Corey McDonald, Abe Morris, Parker Bullock, and the team, Reddy Teddy, Robert Kemp, Kenji, all of them, the great, great team over there at Mack Hike of Flowood. Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. I love throwing the sauce on that. Well, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Hey, look, man, home of the three ninety nine car payment. They got some massive uh, dealer cash available, rebates, help you get out from under any negative equity you might be in. And look, man, get out there and check out that Grand Wagoneer. It is something else. And hey, look, they're winding down production of the gas-powered supercars, the muscle cars, the Challengers, Chargers, and all that. They got a wide-body Hellcat Charger over there right now. That is a rare bird. Go check it out. Uh, take it for a test drive, whatever whatever the rules are. They may not let anybody just test drive those Hellcats. So uh, tell them the Clay Edwards Show sent you. Maybe they'll break rules when necessary for you. <laughs> but uh, look, man, in and out in an hour. Once you pick out your vehicle, that's their promise. And uh, if you're on a budget, they got car notes as low as three ninety nine a month with approved credit. Check them out. Mack Hike of Flowood right there on Lakeland Drive at Airport Road. Shop them online. Mack Hike cdjrf.com all right i'm joined here in the studio the mac hike of flowwood studios by mr steven yatroska don't the hellcats don't they have two different uh keys can't you in there like a low low horsepower key and a high horsepower key a lot of a lot of it like i know ford has a my key system so like you can give the second key to a kid and say yeah. it won't go over 50 miles an hour the radio won't go but so high yeah this that and the other that's i think the hellcats are the same way to where uh there's there's the the increased horsepower key if you have it uh you know the red key the the fast key well there's actually a faster hellcat there's like the demon or something like that yeah there's a hell there's a there's a faster version of the hellcat yeah so mac hike they may not give you the red key uh i, I don't know if the charger has it but any of them any of the sports cars they may not give you the red key but they'll let you have that blue and to, to test drive it Hey, man, I got a great text on the Guns and Go text line during the break from uh, Roger. He says, man, we're going to have to be careful calling it the black market. won't be long before they're calling that racist, too. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm surprised it's lasted as long as it has. 
Well, look, this is the thing about the black market. It, it, everybody thinks about when you when you say when you use those words black market, everybody thinks about you know the drug, your know, drugs or weapons or you know prostitution or whatever it is. That's what the people think about with the black market. But like you said, I mean, what prompted you know us talking about the black market was you know these barbers, these barbers who are out of you know in their homes cutting people's hair, trying to make a living for the family. And you know they're not they're not licensed they're not in a licensed you know barber facility or whatever it is but they're they're doing good work. Well, you know, and I made it up another example uh, to paint a little different picture. You walk outside of Freelons and one of these nightclubs in downtown Jackson, and you got a barbecue trailer out there. Not necessarily a food truck, but yep. a, a trailer with a grill on it selling selling sausage and wings and whatever else. They've, they've been doing this for years, and why I bring this up? That's black market too. They're, yep. they're out there operating outside of the purview of. The health department, the tax commission, and everything else, and I ain't got no problem with that. Yeah, no. Usually, the people that have a problem with it are the restaurants in you know in the area. Yeah. They used to sit are- right up in front of mine, and I still was like, you know what? That's, I, I I knew my club had made it when the food when the when the outlaw food vendors yeah were setting up out front. Yeah, so that's it, right. It, 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 I didn't care. Yeah. Well, so you know, and you and I are kind of talking off the air. You know, back to the the barber cosmetologist. You know, which are two separate boards: barber board and cosmetology board. Um, but they they require you to have so much training, and what you know what's difficult about it is different states are different, and so in Alabama, I think their requirement for cosmetology was like thirteen hundred hours versus fifteen here versus fifteen here sixteen here whatever it was, but they were less in Alabama, and so there was a <clears throat> there was a story about a lady who had been a hairdresser for like twenty years in Alabama. Her husband got a job in Mississippi. So they moved over here, and she thought, oh, it'd be easy. I'd just you know, transfer my license over here. They told her she was 20 years in the industry, you know, licensed, licensed industry in Alabama, 20 years in, and told her, no, you've got to go back to school to finish that 200 hours because we have a difference, you know, in, in our rules. So finally, the Mississippi legislature, see, last year, the year before, passed a law that said, it, you know, if you're coming from another state, we'll give reciprocity an easier way to do that. So they weren't preventing people who had years of even licensed experience from coming to Mississippi. I mean, we we're keeping them out. Stupid. You know, we'll never grow. No. But they finally changed that. So there is a little bit easier. But still, again, you want to buzz heads, 1,500 hours. Yeah. All right. Let's take a call here. Hey, caller, you're on there. Hey, Derek. What's up? Hey, what's up, uh, brother? Look, uh, about this black market thing, I know firsthand what it's like. My wife used to cut hair at a nursing home, and COVID came, and they said, you can't work anymore. Uh, go home. You you can't work, period. So my I, I put a post on and said, hey, you looking for a haircut? Come to the house. We'll hook you up. I remember we had, that. We had two cosmetologists or haircutting stylists, whatever you want to call them, here in town, right on Facebook that they were going to, Try to get her license taken away from her for trying to eat. Yeah, a bunch of Karens, man. They've... Man, that, that's this is the black market. These people are just trying to eat. Yep. And look, yeah. they, they're trying to use the government to outlaw you making a living. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Kill small business. Only big box stores that are going to get nationalized. So, you know, there we go. Yeah, great call, I, brother. Thank you, brother. Uh-huh. And that, that's what I'm talking about. You know, thankfully, uh, my my barber at the time, uh, you know, during COVID, set up shop at his house, and I went out there, and you know, I kept my haircut like like Lori Lightfoot says, I'm a public figure. I got to stay fly. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what they were doing during they. I mean, our own Mississippi government came out and called some people essential, some people not, and they said your barber wasn't essential. 
So his his making a living didn't matter. They're going to send him on. He's just a small businessman trying to make it, and they're going to tell him he wasn't essential. He needs to go home. What are they expecting to do? To just starve? No, he's got to make a living. And and I guarantee you, a man who's trying to support his family will do anything, even if. I mean, I mean, that's an honest living, trying to cut hair. Come on. Like, you know, selling drugs, whatever. I can understand that. But you're just trying to make an honest living, and the government shuts you down, says you can't. But that's been going on for years and years, not just because of COVID. Well, then the, the government created, unintentionally created the COVID black market yep. by deciding what was essential and what was unessential. Yeah. The, the public will decide what is and isn't essential. That's right. Yeah. I mean, they get to choose whether they think it's safe or not. Just like the food vendors. You know, you got your, your rogue food vendors that are out there selling on the streets. Look, if you go out there and it treats you bad, you know, you're on the pot all next day, you're yeah. probably not going to go back again. Exactly. I mean, and that's what's going to shut them down. We don't need a government to shut them down. People, if the food's not good, if it makes them sick, they're not going to go back. Look, and I love my trip, my food truck folks out there that are doing it legally, all that. They set up uh, out there at the first Thursdays or every Thursday in Pearl, do food truck Thursdays. I think all that's great. But I, something, man, something about walking out of a club at 2 in the morning, smelling that barbecue, just smacking you in the face. It's like, well, I got to have it. Yeah. You know, smells smells are uh, are the biggest thing that gives you recall. Mm-hmm. And so you smell a wing cooking. Clay's all he's he's back to walking out of the club two a.m. I, I got to take a break real quick, but I, I want to say this: Me and a friend of mine went to Burgers and Blues the other night in downtown Brandon. We went to go get. I, I had a craving for a grilled chicken salad. That's what I wanted. I stepped out and smelled barbecue. Next thing you know, I got cheese sticks and <laughs> Nashville hot smoke wings sitting in front of me. I, I didn't get my salad till last night. Yeah. All right, let's take a break real quick. We'll be right back live on the Clay Edwards Show with Stephen Yatroska. rules when necessary. Welcome on back into the Clay Edwards Show. We ain't got but a couple minutes here left in this hour, so I will save my ad reads for the next uh, for the next break. We got a, uh, I think I got a good text here on the Guns and Gear text line. Let's see here. Let me get to it. I do apologize. Uh, Matt suggests that we rename the black market the market of color. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. Thomas chimes in. Says black market is illegal though. What are y'all talking about? Y'all are off course. That's illegal. My well, heck, Thomas, I thought you'd have been all about it. Yeah, but hey, when something's illegal, you don't care about what the government says. You just do it behind closed doors and the government's not involved in it. Now if they catch you, you know, they'll take you to jail. But otherwise there's very you know, other than it's just being illegal, government's not involved in the black market. Yeah. Reagan can chimes in on the guns of your text line and says, So funny you catching Thomas in that lie. Surprised he couldn't come up with anything. Yeah, talking about Thomas's imaginary job interview. Yeah. You know, Thomas, there's also a thing of being called uh, overdressed for a job interview. <laughs> and if you wore a suit to a job to dig ditches, you were probably overdressed, bro. Uh, maybe. Let me just end it on a compliment here. Maybe you were overqualified. <laughs> maybe that's what it was. Could be. I mean. Uh, we won't speculate, though. No, I'm not into speculation. I like facts around here. <laughs> All right, look, man, we're going to take a break real quick. Top of the hour news break. Come back. Got a whole other hour with the Clay Edwards Show. Maybe Steven will sit in a little bit longer with me. I got some things I want to talk to him about on this black market stuff. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back in. It's hour number two of the Clay Edwards Show, live here in the Mac Hike of Flowood Studios. Hey, guys, this weekend, if you're in the mood for pizza, get on out to Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's, located right there at Fan and Mart on the Res. Open daily, 4 p.m. 
open late every night. That's right, man. You get a little late night hankering, get the munchies. And uh, you want some pizza after, after 10, 11 o'clock? Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's has got you covered. I think they're cooking pies till midnight. So and that means I think you can get them delivered also, depending on the uh, the delivery service available and whatnot. So check them out. They got 12 different specialty pizzas, including my favorite, the Pig, Pig, Pig. And uh, hey, you're in the mood for something different than pizza? They also have a deep fried pizza. Uh, so if you kind of like that state fair food, give that a whirl. They got pastas, burgers, fries, appetizers, desserts, and more. And of course, daiquiris is in their name. They got nine different frozen daiquiris on tap and a full service bar. So check them out. Acme Pizza and Daiquiris. And of course, hey, if you don't like the specialty pizzas, you're just old-fashioned like I am, get that pepperoni or that Canadian bacon or that sausage. Just custom build your own pizza, however you like it. Acme Pizza and Daiquiris. Open daily at 4 p.m. right there in Flowood at Fan and Mart on the res, right in front of the bowling alley. All right, man. I am joined here in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios by my, my friend and yours, Mr. Stephen. And Thomas is pronounced Yatroska. There you go. I don't even know what I heard you say on the radio this morning, but it's Yatroska. They always want to throw that I on the end, make it more uh, Polish, I guess, for making it a ski. Yeah, Yatroski. But, hey, is that area uh, – so I know where uh, Acme – uh, is at one time it was a weird area for laws for for liquor laws and i don't know if it's still like this or not you may know clay but at one at one time you used to be able to drink liquor and smoke inside but you couldn't drink beer they couldn't serve beer they could only serve whiskey well that was clinton was like that i thought i thought that reservoir area right there under Pearl valley was like that at one time so you could smoke inside if you wanted to uh, or maybe you could smoke inside, but you couldn't have your whiskey. But then in Flowood, you could have your whiskey, but you couldn't smoke inside. Yeah, so for, forever you couldn't have liquor over there. And you know, I'm not 100% sure when they when they changed to where you could have, you know. They made it a resort area. Yeah, they ended up making it a resort area. So now it's, it's open late because I'll be honest, I thought you had all that had to close at midnight. They yeah. stay open 2, 3 in the morning, whatever. Even on Saturday night they can? Yeah. Okay. So they, they can stay open late just like they used to in Jackson. So people are always like, man, there ain't nothing to do in Jackson. Like, you ain't got to go to Jackson no more. I would encourage yeah. you not to go to Jackson yeah. at that time of the night. Yeah, you ain't got to anymore. So, uh, But, yeah, they've they, they've always had some weird laws over there. Now it's resort status, so yeah. none of it really matters. Yeah. The thing, with, the thing with resort really is I can go open up a bar and I don't have to have food. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's I. I haven't really looked into. You know, I look into a lot of laws and policies. That's not one of the areas I've really looked into. There are some I, modified versions of that too. That each place, each uh, each uh, municipality can can still say, "All right, we're resort, but you have to still sell X amount of food." Yeah, they, they can they can manipulate it however they want. Yeah. So when I was at Ole Miss, and uh, for anybody that went to Ole Miss or used to go up to Oxford, you know, when they were younger, uh, at one time they've changed this now. But at one time in Oxford, you couldn't buy cold beer. Now, it could be served to you, like at a restaurant, but you couldn't just go to the gas station, the store, oh, yeah. Walmart, whatever, and buy cold beer. They could not cool it. And so, of course, there, you know, the the, the city was saying, well, that's to try to prevent drinking and driving. So you don't just yeah. go buy the beer at the gas station and start, you know, pop one open on the way home. Well, I would drink hot beer oh. in college. I mean, Well, I you're a better man than me. Uh, but I didn't. When I went there, and they they had the drive through beer barn though, which you know, which is pretty much just a barn. It's open you know air. So during the winter, since the beer sat outside, it was cold. So you could get cold beer during the winter, but otherwise you couldn't buy cold beer in the store. 
And so the, I don't know if it's true or not. The rumor was, is that the mayor at one time owned the ice company in town. And so, of course, if you're going to buy beer and you want to, you know, ice your beer down to drink it as fast as you can, you know, and you can't buy cold beer, you're going to buy ice and put it in a cooler. So they said that the mayor owned the ice company. I don't know if that's true. And since then, they repealed that law, so you can buy cold beer now. But anyway, it's just interesting. Mississippi has Starkville always was, had Starkville interesting was the same laws. Way. Yeah, yeah. the the beer The beer and liquor laws around here have never made any sense to me. The fact that we still have dry counties or still have counties where you can't buy beer on Sunday. Yeah. I think Scott County, you can't buy beer on Sunday. Uh, Rankin County, you can't buy it after a certain time. Election Day in Rankin County, they enforce that. Yeah. Now, Pearl. From Pearl, 7 to 7. Pearl removed it, but some of the gas stations still, like I tried to buy beer on Election Day in Pearl recently. Yeah. I got the mayor involved, showed my butt at the counter of a gas station. It was just on principality. Yeah. I can go get a beer wherever. But I was like, but this is not the law. You're enforcing something that is not the law. It has been repealed uh, by Pearl anyway. Yeah, and it was just it was just a big. Yeah, they used to. It was uh, most of where I have lived. Most of the places I've lived that had that law had it. It was just from seven seven. Just while the polls were open. Yeah. So you could go in the morning time if you got up early. You could go have your coffee and Irish cream. You know, but you you couldn't couldn't get it during the election time from seven a.m. to seven p.m. while the polls were open. But then afterwards, you can go get your whiskey. You know, so after you voted, you could go get your whiskey in the evening time. But yeah, weird loss. This is another thing about, and, and I know we're getting way off topic. Um, we're on topic of anything. We're just kind of shooting the breeze. Yeah. Well, we're talking we're talking about black market. So yeah. you know, certainly uh, the the liquor laws in Mississippi all came from the black market, from bootlegging and the prohibition era of of, of, of the U.S. But um, there were certain places in Mississippi that were dry counties, and the state law said basically that's that's up to the county. County gets to decide whether they want to be dry or not. And so even if you were in possession of alcohol, a p- police officer pulled you over you know, and you had a closed bottle, closed bottle of liquor, you know, you had bought in Jackson, you were driving in Rankin County, had a closed bottle of liquor, and they pulled you over, they could give you a ticket for possession of alcohol in a dry county. Even if you weren't drinking it, even if you weren't, you know, at your home or whatever else, opening it up, if it was a closed bottle and they pulled you over, you're still in possession of liquor in a dry county, they give you a ticket from it and, and take it from you. Well, it was just, I mean, two or three years ago, we passed a law that now says if you're just passing through a dry county, so you, you pick your liquor up in, you know, in, uh, in Jackson or in, on the reservoir or wherever, and you drive out into the county of you know the, the Rankin County unincorporated areas, as long as you're just passing through, they can't just pull you over and give you a ticket for possessing it. Now, they could. I think they still can if you're opening it up and you're drinking or something, they come up on you, even well, that's consenting open, that's adults. Open, that's open container. Well, but it's in a dry county. So yeah. if you're even open container, if you're on your own property drinking, they can't give you an open container law. I'm talking about you can be on your property drinking. Oh, no. And yeah. if you're in Dry County, uh, yeah, well, I, I don't know that they can, but I know for a fact if you're uh, if there's open container laws and you're sitting out in your front yard drinking beer, they can absolutely pull up and arrest you for open container. Yeah, well, and that's that's just a separate law. I mean, yeah, that's that's I, apart from being a Dry County. They used to do that in Jackson. I've been a, I've, I have partaken in those. Well, you just, festivities. Have, you gotta have it in a paper bag, Clay. Is that you what didn't it know is? that you just got to put in paper bags, so nobody knows what it is. That's so stupid. <laughs> That's so stupid. All right, so that you know that ties into this then. Um, the, the marijuana laws, for example, these cities are opting out, but obviously you can still smoke. You can still yeah get you know, Madison's opted out, but they can go into Pearl or wherever originally and get their medical marijuana and bring it back to 
to Madison, obviously beer and liquor should be the same way. Yeah. You know, it just makes sense. Just, yeah. You may well, not want to sell it. You may opt out of the sale of it, but you can't opt out of the citizens being able to use it. So I'll give you an update on that. Uh, so this year in the legislature, there was a bill. It just passed the House. I think it was concurring with the Senate. So uh, I believe it was. So that means it's done. It's passed. It's on to the, the governor for a signature. But they had repeal dates in the marijuana law. And repeal dates just mean they sunset. There's a date in there. And so to extend that, they have to go in there and change the date to extend it. So they just did that. So there was a bill this year that came through to extend that repeal date for the medical marijuana law. Uh, But the original law gave them, uh, what was it, I think 90 days for counties or cities to opt out. If you didn't opt out in that time, you're in. And once you're in, you're in forever. You can't opt back out once you're into, into the program. Except for, you know, I say this all the time, in the legislature, it's whose line is anyways. The rules are made up and the points don't matter. They can do anything they want because uh, they're the government and that's what they think. Uh, so that they've now changed the law. Not only did they extend the repeal date, they also went in there and changed the law to add a provision that says if you're a water district, you can also opt out. Well, there's, there may be more water districts around the state, and there, there was like 12 or you know 15 water districts listed out in the law giving them the authority to opt that's, out. That's like Pearl River Valley, for Like example. Pearl River Valley, or like Tom Tigby. Uh, uh, Tom Bigby. Bigby, thank you. Uh, Tom Bigby, Tennessee Waterway District. So like those, those are the two main ones that I know about. But certainly here in you know central Mississippi, you know, Pearl River Valley Water Supply District, they can now opt out with this new law, this new law that just passed this year that the governor hasn't signed yet. But if he signs it into law, it will extend the medical marijuana law, which we need to do, uh, or it would die. But to extend that, they also put in this new provision. So it's not only cities and counties that can opt out, which they did that last year, had the opt-out provision. And so if they're in now, they're in, but they're coming back this year and saying these waterway districts can now opt out. So I guarantee you it, it had to do at least with those two, uh, Pearl River Valley and Tom Bigby, those two probably came up and said, we don't want to allow these dispensaries in our waterway controlled area. And so they're probably coming in now, probably lobbying on that. So I'm guessing that that has to do mostly probably more with Pearl River Valley. They don't want dispensary setting up in that reservoir area, Rank County reservoir area, or on the Madison County side. They don't want dispensary setting up. So they're trying to, after the fact, opt out now. Yeah, because that is an unincorporated area over yep. there on the Flowood side. I mean, the Rankin County side. That part that people some people don't know if it's Reservoir, Flowood, or Brandon. Well, Reservoir is not a real thing, so it's either Flowood or Brandon. Yeah. The 04, unincorporated 047 area. Yeah, but it's controlled by Pearl River Valley yeah. Water Supply District. So I bet you that's why that whole you know whole provision was put into the, the bill this year to extend the program to allow people to continue to get marijuana. I bet you more than anything, and I don't know this for a fact, but – uh, my assumption is it's Pearl River Valley Water Supply District who does not want in that little Rankin County area, they don't want dispensaries opening up. Are, are, are those people voted on or are they appointed that make those of, decisions? Of the that board. would feel like taxation no, without representation. No, they are voted on. So the people who live on you – know, so if you live in, water, in the Water Supply District, if your house is in that area, you don't own your land. Yeah. It's rental. You rent that land yeah. from the, the Water Supply District. And the way the Water Supply District is set up is they are actually a state – agency so they're a state agency so they have more power than just you know like even even a city or a county because they're they are the state and so they're set up as a state entity but they have almost just like your homeowner association boards they have people who are on the board 
you vote on people for the board. Um, I think the director is probably just hired by the board. We got a text of, here that says board members on the Pearl River Valley are appointed by the governor. Not sure. Yeah, I, I, text I, well, I may the be wrong there. Yeah, I may be wrong there. I was thinking that they had board votes. I was thinking that the members, because I know that they do vote on certain provisions, certain things that they do. Uh, I've never lived there, but I've had a friend that's lived there for a long time, and and I know he has talked to me about them making votes, him going to the board meetings and stuff like that. So I may be wrong there. <laughs> so yeah, if you know about it, text text back and let us know. But uh, who who are they appointed by? Would be my question if they're appointed. Could be if it's you know since it's a state agency, could be appointed by the governor. Um, sometimes those boards like that, if they are appointed positions, they're appointed by governor, lieutenant governor. And then the Speaker of the House doesn't get to make appointments because he's not a statewide official, but he gets to make recommendations for appointment, So, which is kind of like him appointing, but because of state law, he can't directly appoint people to board. So it could be that way, but I always thought that Pearl River Valley was uh, directly voted on by the, the residents, that you know the, the property leasers. Do you know why the Walmart was built in Pearl instead of Brandon? Nope. I know it's right there on the line. Because of beer sales. Yeah. That, that makes sense. So I mean, I, I haven't ever gone into it, but I've heard a lot of people are upset about uh, Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's not coming to Mississippi, but I think that's specifically because Trader the Joe's. Liquor. They, sell, that? wine. they yeah, sell wine. Yeah, that's their model. Yep. Their business model is they sell wine in their grocery stores. They don't want to have to have a separate liquor store. Yep. So some grocery stores, you'll see it, they'll have like the grocery well, co- store. Costco and Sam's both have separate liquor stores. Right. We almost didn't get Costco for that very reason. Yeah. Yeah, and Trader Joe's is the same way. You know, they have a business model where they sell wine within their store, and so they're not coming to Mississippi because of our you know corrupt liquor laws. We got to figure something out on this ABC stuff. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, Trey Lamar is the the chairman of Ways and Means, and there's a lot of crooked things I could say about you know uh, Trey Lamar, how how corrupt he is. But one thing he is good on is alcohol laws. He has tried to repeal the ABC laws in Mississippi for a long time. Now, maybe because he's got friends that are in the business, um, so you know that may be self-serving, but he has at least been good on that. He has fought and tried to repeal our ABC laws to get the state out of the, out of the liquor business, well, there's to no, turn that over to private hands. There's no reason I should have to do an FBI background check to get a liquor license. Yeah. No, no reason. Yeah, I mean, it's like, are you? I should be a felon and be able to get a liquor license. It, it should not matter. Well, if you own a liquor store, you ought to be able to sell any liquor that you want. Yep. But they ban it. They restrict liquor. You can only buy the liquor that the state approves. Yeah, I, mean, I have I have no problem with the enforcement of liquor laws and and all of that stuff. I think ABC enforcement does an amazing job of what they do. But just the nuts and bolts of the distribution side of right. it, right? Yeah. I have I have a big problem with. Yeah, no, that, I, I have great friends out there, and I, I always try to toe the line a little bit to not offend them but i think what they do is a great job on the enforcement side keeping people safe right but the the state being in the business of liquor is an issue yes yes absolutely i don't think the state should be in business of anything but you know specifically liquor we shouldn't be in the business because the state doesn't know how to run a business they don't know how to do anything they don't know how to do any of that all they know how to do is be slow at everything they do and cost you more money than it should ever take to run anything well a state that constantly preaching morality Right. In the liquor business. Seems like quite a conflict of interest. Yep. No, I'm with you. All right. Stephen, yep. I appreciate you joining us this yep. morning. Brother. Had fun this morning. All right. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I'll be right back finishing out my week here on 103.9 WYAB. We'll be right back. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Live here in the Mac Hike of Flowood Studios. Hey, real quick. If you guys are out... 
gun hunting, gun hunting, same thing, gun shopping this weekend. Remember to get out there to guns and gear. Shop local. Shop local, save big. Guns and gear right there on Highway 51 North in Gluckstadt. You can't beat them. They're the home of No Limit Ammo. Man, I saw a special they had. I shared it to my Facebook. I'm pulling it up real quick. This is a special they got on ammo out there right now. 9mm ammo. Let me uh, scroll down just a bit here. Here it is. This is at Guns and Gear right now. They got a 1,000 rounds of Magtech 9mm, 115 grain ammo for two ninety nine. A 1,000 rounds of 9mm ammo for two ninety nine. I'm trying to figure out what bill I can postpone for another week so I can go get $300 of ammo. I mean, a 1,000 rounds of ammo for $300. And uh, that's the kind of deals they got out there at Guns and Gear. So, home of no limit ammo. But, hey, man, they're way more than just a gun and ammo supply house. They can take care of all your gunsmithing and Cerakoting needs as well, too. Shop them online. GunsandGearMS.com. All right, man, my question of the day is this. What is something you can start doing today to better your life? Or if you had to give advice to somebody that's at rock bottom, one thing, like, hey, and I said said, let's remove to get the relationship with God, because I think that's a given. I I want some more kind of creative little things. Uh, no disrespect at all to to praying and everything. That, again, that's just a given. You got to start there. You got to build that foundation with the Lord. So, what are some of the things that you would you would recommend? And uh, I got a great text here from my buddy John. Let me pull my text up here. John Watts and I met John. I met John's wife the other day out at the Shuckers Crawfish Bowl. It was a pleasure to put put a name to a face. Uh, when you get husband and wives that listen to your show, that's just really cool. So. Shout out to his wife also. Uh, But John says, best way to get through tough times. Of course, keep God on your side. Always keep, I mean, also keep your head up and keep moving forward. No matter how hard times get, I have learned if you keep moving forward, they will get better. Sometimes they get worse before they get better. But if you just keep grinding, hard times will be a thing of the past. Don't give up is what I'm saying. That's it, man. Just a little bit every day. Chip away at the stone. That's what me and Anson talk a lot about the fitness stuff and working out and Allison Noe as well. If you'll just do a little bit every day, if you go into the gym accepting the fact that you know you're not going to see a difference that day, but you know, 300 workouts over a year, you're going to see a difference. If you just start eating right 80% of the time, over a year, you're going to look up and you're going to see a huge difference. And Lord willing, in the creek don't rise, that year is coming or going without you starting to do those little everyday things. I heard a great saying the other day. It said, win the day. Well, I mean, we all know the win the day thing. You know, Hugh Freeze stole it from somebody. It was a big part of Ole Miss football for a while. Win the day. We always hear coaches say that. And, uh, you know, speaking of Hugh Freeze, congratulations to him. I love a good redemption story. I'm not pulling for Auburn, but uh, I am kind of pulling for Hugh Freeze. I, I think everybody deserves a second chance. So it'll be interesting to watch Hugh Freeze this year. But you know you can't if you you can't win the month you can't win the year if you don't win the day. And somebody just somebody said it out like that. They said you know you're talking about setting little goals. They said everybody wants to win the month or they want to win the year, but you can't do any of that if you don't win the day. You win more days than you lose. You'll win the month. You'll win the year. 
was like, oh, how did I not ever put all that into sentence like that? It makes so much sense to me. You walk in that gas station, don't pick up the Twinkies. Uh, you're sitting down, you're eating dinner, you get full, push the plate away. I, me and my buddy, uh, me and Fred Shanks went and got lunch the other day over at uh, Mississippi Legends Grill. I've been wanting to try their country fried steak. You know, I don't eat like that too often. And man, I ate, I ate half of it. I got full. I pushed the plate away. Felt fine the rest of the day. Even got a workout in. And old Clay would have eaten that whole dang plate and not and been miserable all day. One point Clay 1.0 would have eaten that whole plate and been miserable all day and not worked out. 2.0 Clay pushed the plate away and still enjoyed the rest of my day without being miserable. And anyway, just a little stuff like that. Win the day. All right, man. Guns and Gear text line. You guys have been on fire this morning. I love y'all. I really do appreciate all the text messages. Uh, <clears throat> let's see here. Governor, just, uh, thanks, Ms. Sharon, for clearing that up. The governor appoints uh, the the Pearl River Valley Board. So governor appoints. Board of Supervisors also gets to appoint somebody. Interesting. Uh, Sean says, uh, open containers is a city ordinance. Yeah, yeah, open containers is a city ordinance. So, like in Jackson, they have open container laws, which they clearly do not enforce anymore. But, and that's the little thing, Jackson has enough laws on the books that if they would just enforce the laws that they have or let police enforce the laws that they have, Jackson could clear up a lot of its headaches. But that is not the path they have chose. We're going to talk about Jackson here in just a second. I want to give a shout-out real quick to the Mississippi mustache himself, to the bros bro, the ultimate bro, Gardner Minshew. Uh, Gardner has signed with, this is breaking news, as of 5.50 a.m. this morning from Outkick.com. Gardner Minshew has signed with the Indianapolis Colts. And check this out, man. This is some big money. He's a smart kid, comes from a great family too, so he ain't out blowing money like a lot of these fools. Says Gardner Minshew is headed to the Indianapolis Colts after signing his latest NFL deal. The ultimate bro icon, who also occasionally plays football, has agreed to a $3.5 million deal with the Colts. Every penny is guaranteed for the former Washington State gunslinger. That that means the mullet-loving QB will now have plenty of money to buy more buses to live out of, and he can probably afford a few beers as well. Hey, here's the cool thing. You know, when I was living in Crossgates, his dad lived right across the street from me. I mean, literally right across the street. And that bus they're talking about, I saw Flynn out there building that thing for months last football season while Gardner was still playing football. He was out playing football. And uh, so it looks like a little old school bus, a little short bus they converted into an RV. Really cool, man. Couldn't be happier for him. I ran into his dad, Flynn, the other day. He's actually now, it looks like we're still going to be neighbors. He's building a house right around the corner from where I'm living now. And uh, just good folks. Just good folks. You like to see good things happen to good people. And uh, pulling for Gardner. And I uh, was hoping that the Philadelphia would have won the Super Bowl this year. I know he was, he was the backup. He didn't get to play any, but still would have loved to have seen him got a ring. That would have been cool. Let's see. Uh, on the guns and gear text line. I'm bouncing around a little this morning, so y'all bear with me. Uh, it's a free-for-all Friday, so I like to read y'all stuff. Uh, Zach on the Guns and Gear text line says, if you came in to fill out an application and ask for a pen, I did not want to hire you. Just something that bothered me. If you weren't prepared before being hired, how could I expect you to be hired 
Like, how can I expect you to be prepared once you were hired? You know, that's a big thing. Back when, I remember when I was going to job interviews back in the day, the, the whole pen thing was really big. And I've told my email story, and I'll rehash it a little bit after I finish reading his text here. He said, in 100 years, there will be people who hate black people because they are black. People who hate white people because they are white. People who hate Latinos because they are Latino. Well, see, they're Latinx now, according to Ocasio-Cortez. He goes, and so on. You, Thomas, and I have to be better than that. Otherwise, we will be bitter our whole lives. I would like to invite Thomas to come play some pool with me at the green room to get to know me as a person, to talk about race relations or whatever. I will answer any questions he has. He asks me 100% honestly, but he has to answer my questions with the same. Give him my number if he calls in and is willing to get to know me as a person. This is an open invitation. Now, keep your pockets tight, man. Watch your wallet around him. But I'll pass his number along. Let's see here. Chris chimes in and says, do not let yourself get lost in your own problems. All right, this is some of, back to our question of the day, some advice you could give somebody. Chris says, do not let yourself get lost in your own problems. Stay focused on God and try to help others as much as you can while still keeping yourself a priority. You know, another one that I, that I say is raise your standards. Raise your standards. We talk a lot about you being the average of the five people you hang out around the most. Raise your standards. I've done that over the last couple of years, and nothing but good has come in my life. I've raised my standards. And, again, start looking at the people around you. It doesn't mean you got to be mean to them. You know, they are who they are. You hang around them. Don't try to change the people around you. But if you're ready to change yourself, change who's around you. You can't, you can't change the people around you. You can't change who the people are themselves, but you can change who you hang out with. You know, don't get it twisted. Uh, Reagan can chimes in on the guns and gear text line. Too many laws regulating adult behavior are un- unenforceable. Smoking cigarette laws are ridiculous. Stores should be able to sell single cigarettes. Agreed. Let's see here. Unknown texture. Martin Luther King Jr. said, if you can't run, walk. I'm sorry. Martin Luther King Jr. said, if you, yeah, if you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl, no matter what, keep moving forward. All right, let's take a break real quick. Come back. I'm going to read some more of your texts on the Guns of Your Text Line. I want to talk about a little bit of Jackson crime. They have found a decomposed body in South Jackson. Shocker. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, you looking for something to do tomorrow? Get out to battlefield drag strip in collinsville mississippi yes 90 mile 90 minutes east of jackson just get on i-20 go east get out there at the chunky exit and drive straight on into collinsville and get some of the best drag racing action in the southeast tracks under new management my buddy garrett rudd and his team doing a lot of great improvements out there but the action on the track is as hot as ever they got a run what you brung bracket race this weekend, this Saturday. It's going to be something new and cool uh, where you race yourself. You can go check out their Facebook page, The Battlefield Drag Strip, The Battlefield Drag Strip, or go to the website, battlefielddrag.com, and uh, find out all the information there about the big race this weekend. I think I got a little information about it right here. Yep, here it goes. 
Uh, it's twenty dollars for spectators to get in. Gates open at eleven. The track is hot at noon, and the first round starts at one p.m. They're paying. Uh, they're paying out in all all positions. Uh, first first place uh, gets fifty percent of the pot. Runner up gets thirty percent of the pot, and the semi wins for twenty percent. So you can find out all that information and more. Right there at Battlefield Drag Strip on Facebook. All right. Uh, so, man, it, um, without going into too much detail, it looks like WLBT is about to make a fatal mistake with a, with an employee they have over there. If you've been following this show, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, so stay tuned for that. I'll be ready, tuned up, and guns a-blazing Monday morning, raising hell uh, if they follow through with what I'm afraid they're going to do. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, uh, let's talk a little uh, South Jackson, shall we? According to, uh, I hate to even use their website now, but they got the story. So WLBT, neighbors discover skeletal remains near abandoned Jackson home. Says uh, South Jackson residents living near an abandoned home made the gruesome discovery of human skeletal remains Wednesday afternoon. Neighbors of the property in the 100 block of Cooper Road, I remember when Cooper Road was the nice part of South Jackson, found the skeletal skeleton at about 3.30, according to Jackson Police Chief Tyrone, Deputy Chief Tyrone Buckley. Based on an autopsy result, coroner Sharon Grisham Stewart said the person had been deceased for months. No signs of trauma or foul play were evident. Now, just a skeleton laying around, no signs of foul play. Speaking of, you know what, this takes me down a rabbit hole here. Speaking of Sharon Grisham, uh, Sharon Grisham Stewart, the uh, coroner there, you know, she took over that cemetery there at Elton Road, the one that I did all the videos on, the name of it. All the names of these cemeteries elude me at times, but it's the one there at Elton Road and Frontage Road next to the Wahhabi building. It's the newest cemetery around in Jackson. She took it over from the dumpster fire that was running it, and it's even worse. Like you know, we did all these stories on it with Save Jackson and the news people and everything. We we drummed up a lot of attention for what was going on out there. You know, caskets being grave robbers, all kind of stuff. Now, it's a tent meth city out there. So, now that the Hines County Coroner is running it, it is even worse than when the Simpson County coroner was running it. Absolutely disgusting. Nobody cares about anything going on in Jackson. They, they, they clean up a street in downtown or whatever, and it's all fine and dandy. Oh, man, we ain't got no problems here. But they have they have downtown, I mean, outside of downtown, they pushed a bunch of the vagrants to Elton Road. Let's push them to closer to the neighborhoods. That'll make it good. Man, one of the nicest neighborhoods in South Jackson was Elton Lake, I think is the name of it. And that bumps right up there. The property lines bump right up against the back of that cemetery and and all that. And they old Palm Bridges Park there on Frontage Road. And now they're just homeless meth encampments. So I heard you could ride through and smell the sulfur. Smell them cooking up that dope. And the Pyrex. Get the Pyrex. But hey, that's what happens when Democrats take over. That's what happens when Democrats take over. I mean, she had the audacity to get on the news and talk about how much better she was going to clean that place up. 
So much for that. So much for that. Let's see here. Let's see here. On the Guns and Gear text line this morning. Oh, I do want to hit one more thing real quick. For the sake of, of it. You know, one of my buddies over, over that was at Capitol Police got himself into a situation. Uh, looks like a Capitol Police officer resigns after being charged with DUI careless driving. Uh, this is a story from WLBT. A Capitol Police officer has resigned and is currently under investigation after he was arrested for driving under the influence. According to the Mississippi Highway Patrol, Stephen Frederick Jr. was arrested and charged with careless driving and DUI on Sunday after he ran a driver off the road and crashed multiple times along U.S. 49. I'm sorry, and crashed into multiple signs along U.S. 49 in Covington County. He was taken into custody by state troopers and transported to Covington County Jail. Lieutenant Chase Elkins, according to Department of Public said Lieutenant Chase Elkins, according to the Department of Public Safety. The crash is under investigation by the High Patrol, and no further comments will be made at this time, he said. At this time of his arrest, Frederick was said to be a sergeant with the Capitol Police. Department of Public Safety Secretary Bailey Martin said the officer has resigned from the department, but could not comment further. You know, and, and I'll just say this, and I'm not making no excuses for folks, and I try to cover everything here. We, you know, we... We're big fans of the Capitol Police. But look, man, these police are under a lot of stress in Jackson. When you have to patrol a hellhole like Jackson, you're going to be under a lot of stress. You're going to, it can lead, stress can lead you to making bad decisions. And clearly that's what happened here. That stress of Jackson led him to making a bad decision. And we pray that he gets his life together and uh, is able to preserve his career somewhere. And uh, I know him personally for full, for full disclosure here. Freddie's a buddy of mine. And uh, we're praying for him and glad nobody got hurt. And uh, he dodged a bullet because if he had hurt somebody, you know, in his alleged actions, it would be much worse than it is. So we're praying for him and praying for all of our law enforcement friends out there. And uh, that's how you save Jackson, man. You got to have more police. But, uh, keep your law enforcement friends in your prayers, man. They go through a lot. We talked about that on this show at Nauseam about the trauma that police people and first responders in general go through. I mean, you think you've had a bad day. Imagine seeing what some of these cats see on a day-to-day basis around here. I heard a story the other day about a, one of the ambulance drivers saw, they, they got called to a scene where a bullet ricocheted, this is in Jackson, mind you, a bullet ricocheted and went up a guy's butthole and did all kind of damage. It went up his butt, bounced around in his colon and came out. And um, it was rough. It was rough. We'll just say that. You can imagine the damage that did. But that's in Jackson. That's the kind of stuff these folks are seeing every day. We can, we hear about it. We laugh about it here on the show because what are the odds? But these first responders, you know, when you had to see that in person, I bet it's not too – I mean, it's funny just because it's a butthole. But at the end of the day – that's a bad situation to be in. That guy's going to have a colostomy bag for the rest of his life. You know, but that's what goes on in Jackson. All right, let's take a break real quick. Come back, land this plane for the day. This is the Clay Edwards Show, live on 103.9 WYAB. Back into the Clay Edwards Show, live in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios. Hey, coming up next on the Jim Thorne Show, he's going to have Leslie Lee. She's the executive director of the Jimmy Rogers Museum and Foundation in Meridian. 
And uh, they're going to be discussing the upcoming Jimmy Rogers Music Festival. That's always a big shindig over there in Meridian. So y'all stay tuned for the next hour here to WYAB. Hey, look, if you're out car shopping this weekend, come see me. Ellis Autoplex. We've got a great selection of used trucks. I think about three of y'all that listen to the show came by yesterday to look at some trucks. So hopefully you found what you like. You'll come back. Give me a chance to earn your business. Uh, if you haven't been out there yet, check us out online lsautoplex.com or swing by and check us out in person right there on highway 471 in brandon if you're looking for a, uh, a vehicle a little cheaper something that 10 to 15 thousand range get down to crystal springs and see our friends at mercy house team challenge auto center right there in crystal springs uh, if your credits hit a bump in the road they can help you out there too or if you got a car to donate just need one towed off your property as long as you got the title give them a call they'll take it off your property and give you a tax write-off for your taxes which is as a charitable donation so that's a win-win that's mercy house teen challenge auto center uh, right there in crystal springs and uh all your money goes to a good cause there too all right in closing for the week i want to thank everybody we had another great week of shows mix it up a little bit this week do a few things differently here and there uh, in closing, though, here, I see that Jackson ranks among the most overweight and obese cities in the U.S. Just to add something else to the great list of accomplishments that the Democrats have achieved since taking over in Jackson, Mississippi. Since the Freedoland folks have taken over, Jackson is now one of the fattest and most obese places in America. The deadliest per capita, the highest violent crime rate per capita in the country and has the most STDs. Good job, Chakway. You, the fighting Chakway Lumumbas are number one in everything you want to be dead last in. <laughs> Great work. Great work. All right. If you've enjoyed this incendiary content, there's a whole other week of it coming your way. Monday, right back here, same time, same place. Stay tuned for Jim Thorne, followed by Jamison Haygood. And uh, Kim Wade will close out our local slate for the day from 4 to 6 p.m. If you missed any of the shows, check out my podcast. Just go to clayedwardshow.com or search Clay Edwards wherever you listen to music or download podcasts, and they'll all be there. This show will be posted here in about 30 minutes. I will see you Monday. Stay safe. Peace. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.